0: down to business with Bobby Kerr brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk.
1: Now let's talk about the mad mad world of cryptocurrency. Is it a currency and should we treat it as an investment option? One man who has his doubts is Rory Gillen of Gillen Markets. Good morning to you, Rory. Oh Bobby. Now Rory, um, if we talk about a currency uh, if you I've, I read something recently where you brought in uh, the noble qualities of Aristotle who effectively defined a currency as having five distinct characteristics. What are they?
0: Well, a a currency or a a store of value has to have consistency, durability. um, Convenience. Yeah, divisibility, convenience. uh, But the the most important, Bobby, I think, is to to have an alternative use value which can um, actually validate the actual value that you're you're, you're attributing
1: to it. And when you talk about uh, another use of... Of, of of a of a money say or or a, or a an asset you're talking about gold then can be used alternatively in jewellery so it gives it yeah. another purpose
0: correct yeah you uh, right. uh, what's, it's it's yeah an, another purpose uh, actually defines the value because if you think gold is is required for jewellery and in complex industrial applications you'll realise then that um, I- even if gold was never treated as money. By central banks or anybody else, that there's a value which is the cost of production. Right. And uh, plus a margin for the miner and the guy who's selling it and you can actually attribute a value to it which is so you know it trades around the, the cost of production.
1: So where is your sort of and again your your publicly held scepticism around
0: cryptocurrency? Oh, well, yeah and I've been I mean i uh? to, to be to be brutally honest right I've been a sceptic since $3,000 of Bitcoin it's uh? 50000 today right so remain right. I a sceptic uh, and a, a
1: So a, and again just to, just maybe to challenge yeah. you slightly on that so if I came in at 3,000 and I got a, got out at 48,000, I would probably consider it a good investment.
0: Well, a good speculation, maybe. <clears throat> but, you know... I, I,
1: well, that's over a
0: number of years, mind. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't doesn't change the argument that um, it doesn't actually generate any income. So, it's not really an asset. Like, at least with bank deposits, you get deposit interest. So, this is a compound interest yeah. and... With, well, if it with, yeah, yeah if so it doesn't actually produce something, anything. It just sits there in your screen, right? It'll be sitting in the same screen in 20 years' time, having produced nothing.
1: So is it going up in value because of its availability and versus the amount of people who want to acquire it? There has to be a reason it's increasing in well, value. Well, demand, right?
0: right? So demand versus supply. And those who are positive on, on Bitcoin, and there are many, uh, will argue that it's got a finite supply, which gives it value. Um, and, and I would argue vehemently against that. That does not give something value. Uh, value is cash flows. Value is an alternative use, a utility value. and I, I don't see it. I mean people say in bitcoin's case, it's for the transfer of wealth um, outside war-torn countries or you know politically sta- inflationary prone regimes. And I, I buy that argument, but the trouble with that argument is that uh, when digital gold arrives, which which it will do, um, it's the real deal. and
1: but even that in itself, digital gold, the arrival of digital gold, tells us that it's disrupting the market, that gold has had to change the way it trades because it now has a, a, a bit of competition on the landscape.
0: Yes, yes, but that won't transfer, that won't transform gold from, say, $2,000 an ounce today, which is, a, is, a, is a, a margin over its cost of production, to 50000 which Bitcoin's trading at. Yeah, so You have to have some premise or some uh, uh, platform in which you, you can actually attribute value to something.
1: Yeah. um. Apart
0: from just demand, because demand can wane, as you know. And, and part of the article uh, I wrote last week was that uh, when demand for gold waned in the 1980s and 90s, it uh, declined by 72% in value over a 21-year period.
1: Yeah. That's and, was, and, it's, uh, and
0: again... And it went back to its cost of production.
1: So it, gold has its time and it's, it's popular during times of uncertain economic no, times. No, Bobby, no, it's
0: not. No. It's, unpop- it's no. It, gold is a an, is an, is, uh, is universal store of value over time. Relative to its cost of production, uh, it it really is an inflation hedge, as in the cost of getting gold out of the ground increases with inflation. That cost of production rises over time and that uh, is a value that you can attribute to it because Mm. even if it's not required as money, it is required for jewellery and industrial applications.
1: So what do you say then, the fact that crypto is now being uh, an exchange-traded fund which is going to bring... It into the finan- the regulated financial system. So, the, if the, if if you can now, you know if governments are embracing crypto, which they are. No, I would disagree with that. Okay, Just well have a listen he, to this. Yeah. Now, somebody who's a very different take on all this is Gary Carvel of the Digital Wealth Group, who teaches people how to safely invest and hopefully make some money in the crypto space. Good morning, to you, Gary. How are you? Good
2: morning, Bobby, and very well, thank.
1: Now, maybe just briefly, Gary, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, if you would.
2: Sure thing. Um, I've been involved in cryptocurrency since 2017, actively investing since 2018. And for the last three and a half years have been what we would call full-time crypto in the education space, teaching people how to take a small portion of their net worth and expose it to the highest appreciating asset class of all time.
1: Okay, so let's get down to some of the nitty-gritty around crypto. In your view, how can something that's, you know, created digitally actually be worth money?
2: Well, we get into an issue there of scarcity. So right. why do people hold gold? Because they believe it's scarce. It's not really scarce. It's artificially maintained scarcity at 1.5% inflation rate inflation rate per year. But Bitcoin is provably scarce. It's provably scarce and it's got a 15-year track record of being impenetrable by every government agency and hacker on planet Earth. Right, I think that gives it its
1: value. And tell me another thing. Uh, they say that for something to to perform as currency or money, that it has to have an alternative use. And you cited gold there, which does have an alternative use. It's used in jewellery or whatever. Crypto, is there an alternative use that would satisfy that criteria?
2: Well, I think we need to have a, like, this is a very deep discussion there to have about cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is a bit of a a taboo word for a lot of people. This technology is about transparency and about democratization of power. It's not just about currency. Bitcoin itself actually, frankly, failed as peer-to-peer digital currency, but where it has established itself as a real narrative is digital gold. And um, Does it have any other uses other than a store of value? I wouldn't say so. You're not going to put Bitcoin in your jewelry. But what it is, is a method of people taking a portion of their net worth and having it an outside of a system that has provably been corrupted over Generations, every fiat currency in human history has failed for the exact same reasons. Whether it was the Romans clipping coins or our governments adding ones and zeros to our, bank, to our balance sheet, I think that gives it gives its value.
1: Okay. And tell me this then, Gary, how come there's so much negative publicity about crypto? Or well, why has it got such a bad rap in your view?
2: <laughs> Well, I would argue that it doesn't actually have that bad a rap anymore. But I understand what you're getting at: is the, ma- the mainstream narrative about crypto over the last 15 years of its history being associated with things like drug trafficking and shady activities, and anonymity, and Silk Road, and all of that kind of stuff. But let's let's be real, okay? You wouldn't have the heads of the largest institutions on planet Earth desperately trying to get their hands on it the likes of Larry Fink, Elon Musk, Cathie Wood of Ark Invest in the States. We've seen the best part of a dozen Bitcoin ETFs approved in January. The US, we've got Ethereum likely to be approving, or the US government likely approving Ethereum ETF later this year. This is here to stay. Okay. Whether you like it or not, you don't have to be on board. The fact is, and what I add, with about half the population this year, by the end of 24, about half the population of planet Earth will be put on notice that digital wallets are a part of their future, whether they like it or not, with the rollout of trial central bank digital currencies in places like Indonesia, China, South America. Okay, the US and Europe with Mika doing the same thing. But once we see steps towards every human on planet Earth being forced to interact with digital currencies, whether they like it or not, digital wallets will become the norm, right? They're only going to be one click away from Bitcoin. Okay. Our approach, or our view, is that you can either get into it before everybody else is forced to get into it, or wait till afterwards.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, okay. Spoken like a true investment banker. Uh, That's Gary Carvel there (laughs) from the Digital Wealth Group. Now you can't see the reaction to Rory Gillen here in the studio, but I can say that his his face paled listening to that piece uh, from Gary Carvel. So what do you say uh, on the back of, of Gary's arguments there, Rory?
0: Well, digital currencies are nothing new. And uh, <clears throat> I would argue that uh, Bitcoin is not a digital currency. It's, I don't know what it is, but digital currencies will be here uh, eventually, which is, you know, what you're looking at in your wallet today, which is a credit card, debit card or whatever. Um, bank deposits can move from the banks up into the central banks, which can, can then... Be a digital currency that you can you can move around the place and not just be beholden to a bank, but that's that's nothing new. That's just technology developments, and I don't see what that has to do with Bitcoin in any way.
1: Yeah, but 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 what is happening here is that you know while uh, uh, Bitcoin has had a past, and maybe people like yourself have been you know notably skeptical about it, it does seem to have rattled the cage cages of of conservative, everyday investment to to come up with a, a new product that is digitally led.
0: Yeah, I, I can hear you, Bobby. You're, you're desperate to get, to get the argument in in some way or to understand well, it. Well, I'm not desperate. Right? <laughs> I, I personally,
1: and again, yeah. I, I wouldn't buy cryptocurrency. Yeah, cause, no, I, and the reason I wouldn't buy it is because I don't, I've said this publicly, I don't fully understand it. Yeah. And well, I think take, I need to, for me, you need to have an understanding, even at a basic level, of what it is you're investing in.
0: Yeah, and I, I would argue I've, I've, a, I've a pretty good understanding of what gold is and why it's money. And as a result, I, I would measure up everything else against that. And therefore, I just don't mm. believe cryptocurrencies measure up against it. Okay. Um, anything you can produce artificially is, you know, you can produce in unlimited
1: quantities. Okay. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Well, look, we've uh, we've tried to have a, a balanced <laughs> argument. Rory Gillen, thank you indeed, and uh, Gary Carvel, thanks for your contribution as well. I hope we've enlightened our listeners. Down to business with Bobby Kerr, brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at eleven
2: on News Talk.